Hey everyone, it's Tony. <laughs> it's David. And we're two, two dudes, dudes talking Disney. Disney. How you doing, then, it's Mr. Good. Re- it's, Mr. Revolutionary War? It's good. It's uh, it's been a while. I I had another health scare. We had some scheduling conflicts, but that's uh, right. I think a lot's gone on since our last show. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the COVID? Uh, yeah. As a matter, you missed this. Uh, yeah, the COVID. So. No, uh, it's been a couple of months since we've recorded. It, it has. actually, we actually recorded like two shows and then just never and never posted them. them so. And then. Uh, Tony came over to record, and nobody was at the house because I was at the hospital. It was very awkward. Yeah, but uh, we're we're back. We're through that. And yeah, Dave is. Uh, did, have you had any parts added? Are you bionic yet? I'm not bionic. I wish. No. All right. right. Well, maybe maybe in the future. Yeah. So, uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? So, with the 50th anniversary coming up, we thought we'd uh, kind of start going back to the beginning of of the Walt Disney World Resort, and um, kind of today we thought we'd talk about the original resorts that were on property, uh, which really would be, and, and I know that there's going to be some people out there that are going to be like, you know, the Polynesian and Fort Wilderness were the only technical ones that were open the first day. We know that. But we're talking about the uh, Fort Wilderness, the Polynesian, and the Contemporary. And the Contemporary. Tonight. We're talking about 1971, 1972. Yeah, yeah. That first year of the park's existence. Uh, you know, we all know that Disney World opened on October 1st. Uh, 1971. Yes. Uh, which is, uh, as David mentioned, the, the 50th anniversary is coming up, and, and that is going to be an 18 month celebration beginning on October 1st and ending at some point in 2023, whatever 18 months uh, is. Yes. And uh, I think, though, Tone, too, one thing that would be neat to note, and we could uh, talk about it a little bit, too, is the planned resorts that were supposed to also be around uh, the Magic Kingdom because, as we know, Disney is kind of a living, living and breathing place. Right. And, um, you know, the, the, the original plan had uh, several additional hotels that were never built. Uh, you know, one of the properties would be cleared and readied and never used, and that would morph into the Grand Floridian. Uh, another property was supposed to be on the monorail north of the Contemporary, was never built, but the lot was cleared. And if you actually go on Google Earth now, you can see that the lot is still, you know, there's still no trees. It's still a lot. Right. So uh, one of the, I think it's one of the more interesting aspects of the original Disney plan is what wasn't built mm-hmm. as much as what was built. Right. All right, but we're going we're gonna to start off with, uh, I know it is your favorite resort, and that is uh, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Yes, I, I've said it once or twice on the show. Uh, I am a massive fan of the Polynesian. Uh, I, I always attribute it to to our vacations as kids. You know, mm-hmm. we, that's where we always stayed. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun family memories there. Uh, and the, the funny thing was, we used to um, we used to not plan on staying there. But again, you talk about the early '80s, where you know the Leonards and the Cotters jumped in the car, drove to Florida, stopped at south of the border. Of course. And uh, I always remember there would always be a sign leaving Disney saying rooms available and, mm-hmm. and we would like you know the three of us would argue and scream and we would make our parents go back and stay there it just i think it's kind of funny because it goes to show you vacation planning back then right. where you know we used to get in the car from connecticut drive to disney world and get a room when we got there mm-hmm. you know nowadays yeah <laughs> you, you know, times have changed yeah. greatly since well, then i mean as much as i say times have changed you know our last trip in may we kind of did that uh the first night we were going to stay off property we met uh, Texas Janet and her husband John in um, at Art of Animation, and rather than go ch- leave there, we actually went up to the front desk and I, you know, asked if they had a room available. And to my surprise, we had a nice room in the Little Mermaid section of the building. Nice. Did you enjoy that? We did. We did. And uh, I guess we could we could discuss uh, 
the value resorts at another time. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about uh, value resorts. Um, but today we're we're what? So the Polynesian is a is a deluxe. It's on the monorail line. Yes. It's been on the monorail line since the beginning. Since the beginning of time. Um, and um, you know it is south South Seas themed. So yes. it's got a very Polynesian feel to it. It's overgone a couple of major overhauls over the years. Uh, in 1971, you know, it was, <clears throat> if you've ever watched any, like, Brady Bunch shows going to Hawaii, it, you know, you could have easily stuck the Bradys into that Correct. set. And it was, it, like, Hawaii threw up. Right. In central right. Florida. Um, and they've added some long buildings over the years. Yep. Um, they've changed the name from the Polynesian Village to the Polynesian Back to the Polynesian Village. Yep. Um, they've added vacation club resorts. So, you know, you mentioned that Disney is kind of a living, breathing, uh, you know, place. And, and it is. You know, the resort has changed multiple times over the course of the years. Yeah. And uh, originally opening with only 492 rooms. Um, you know, again, like we said, it was originally the Polynesian Village Resort. They changed it to the Polynesian Resort. Now we're back to Polynesian. It is a... Uh, Four Diamond AAA Resort. Okay. Um, you know, in in 2014, they added the Vacation Club accommodations. Uh, one of the unique, two of the unique features about the Vacation Club side is the fact that, that it's the only Vacation Club resort that hosts really just one type of room, which is mm-hmm. the studio. Okay. Uh, there's no, like, one-bedroom, two-bedroom, anything like that. There is the Grand Villa, which is uh, the Bora Bora Bungalows, which if you watched our Two Dudes live tour uh, in May, we took a tour of the, the bungalow properties. Right. So really, uh, it's one of the, you know, I guess you could say more unique Disney club, Vacation Club properties because there's only two room types. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I've never stayed in any of the Vacation Club properties uh, at the Polynesian. Actually, I've never stayed at the Polynesian. Okay. Um, it's been a little outside of my price range. It's a bucket list resort for me. Um, so uh, maybe one day. Uh, but, you know, I, I think one of the big things ab- about the resort is the uh, Great Ceremonial House, which is the check-in building. Uh, that is where all of your guest services are. It used to be known for having the gigantic waterfall yes, uh, with the, and water with the, elements. Uh, and the parrots. There was, mm-hmm. The exotic birds were in there. Uh, part of the 2014 retheming. They remove the waterfall, and I I get their reasoning behind it. If you if you uh, listen to any Tiki Man or any of the Polynesian uh, specific groups, what happened was when they went to retheme the hotel, they made a startling discovery. The only Disney resort where when you pull up to check in and you look straight into the lobby, you have a straight line view to the castle. So they they kind of rethemed the lobby and got rid of the waterfall. So that a guest arriving looks into the resort, right through the resort to the main street. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which it, we can go back and forth on that. Um, you know, I, I miss the waterfall and the birds, but you know, everything changes. I miss the chlorine smell. So that that it still has it a little bit mm-hmm. because there still is a little fountain in there. But right. Yeah, the it's Polynesian had hands down one of the most recognizable Disney smells. Mm-hmm. You know, right up there with like Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, uh, monorail. You know, or the monorail. Uh, human yeah, monorail. Yeah, the human monorail. Um, and again, I've, I've stayed in a variety of the rooms. You know, we've stayed in regular rooms. We've stayed in the vacation club rooms. We've stayed in the, uh, we've stayed concierge level there, our club level there, uh, plenty of times. You know, in, in the resort, it, you know, it has a lot to offer. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, two pools, uh, you have the, the water activities, which the mouse boats, which Tony's a, a huge a fan, fan of. of. Yep. Uh, you know, you have fishing expeditions from there. Uh, we could rent pontoon boats. There's Surrey bikes uh, that you can ride over to the Grand Floridian, non-COVID times, obviously. Uh, there are, you know, a couple of restaurants. There's the Quick Service, which is Captain Cook's. Uh, then you have the Kona Cafe, which is known very well for their burgers. Which is kind of funny because uh, you know Disney really isn't. I've never had a burger it, at the Kona and then, Cafe. Uh, and then their breakfast, the Tonga Toast, is a uh, staple of there. You know, Tony, I will say one of the things I like the most about the Polynesian uh, is the Kona Bar. Mm-hmm. So there's almost uh, you know a coffee shop that's in the resort that during the morning hours is kind of coffee, and then in the evening hours it transitions to, to sushi, sushi which is a really right. weird combination, but. You know, for those of us who are, are used to our lifestyle of getting up in the morning and going to Starbucks, going to get your coffee, uh, the, the coffee bar there, I, I would probably put it down as the best spot to grab a coffee, in, you know, other than the Starbucks is if you're looking for, a, a you know, an actual coffee mm-hmm. somewhere. All right. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Ohana. Well, who isn't? Uh, you know, meat on a stick. Oh, like I, I, I have this, like, Disney... Like, when I hit Lotto, the way I'm going to announce it to all my friends is I'm going to charter a jet and fly everybody down to Ohana's for the night to have dinner. Okay. You know, and then tell everyone that I'm now a millionaire and I'll never see him again. Well, you know what? I think the fact so, that you've just flown how many people down on right, a jet right. should be the clue. That should be the clue. But mm-hmm. it's going to be like, hey, this was an Ohana's dinner because I hit Lotto. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> now find your own way home. Yes. <laughs> Um, it's also the home to the Spirit of Aloha dinner show, so you yes. can go and check out the Hawaiian Luau. And uh, one of the newest additions there is the uh, Pineapple Lanai, where they've added the Dole Whip. Yes. And I say new additions, but it's probably been it's there, been, what, like seven or eight years now? It's been five years now, now yeah. yeah. Since the, uh, and the other you know, unique uh, feature of the Polynesian is it is the only uh, resort that you can take the monorail to two parks from. And uh, the, the reason for that is you could walk from the resort to the transportation and ticket center to hop on the Epcot monorail. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it's built on the Magic Kingdom monorail. Right. So uh, that is one of the, the you know other nicer features of it is. Right. And now with the addition of the walking path from the Grand Floridian, you can actually walk from the Polynesian mm-hmm. to the Magic Kingdom directly, yes. uh, which is a nice option. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great resort. Um Still undergoing a bunch of refurbishments and renovations. They're bringing some Moana-themed rooms to the resort. Yes, which I think will be a nice addition. Yeah. You know, I I like the fact that they're adding uh, the the current uh, or the new rooms with the new intellectual properties. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. So the uh, resort is scheduled to open again on July 19th. Correct. Uh, so that's that's very exciting. Um. You know, I think, too, we always joke here, perhaps one of the most uh, famous events to take place on Disney property happened... In music in, history. In music history. Happened yes. in uh, the Polynesian. And uh, basically, you know, the Beatles broke up at the Polynesian. And and uh, where the, the fact is, because you'll have a lot of people that'll be like, that's not true, that's not true. The fact is actually, uh, John Lennon was the last of the Beatles to sign the actual documentation for the dissolving of the Beatles. And he did that while staying at the Polynesian on December 29th, 1974. 
It's a sad day for music. Sad day for music. So yes. uh, that was, yeah, that was, uh, you know, one of the more unique um, things to happen on Disney property. Right. All right, so let's jump on the monorail and uh, head on over to the Contemporary. Yes. Which was another of the opening day resorts. Uh, now, funny thing is, it was Contemporary, but Contemporary for the late 60s, early 70s. Correct. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, its contemporariness has kind of fallen out of contemporariness. Although I think it's still a unique uh, building. Yes. Um, it was built to actually, um, actually, I was going to say it was built, but Space Mountain was built to complement uh, the Contemporary Resort because with Space Mountain being outside of the Park Berm, Correct. Uh, you can see the Contemporary when you look at Space Mountain. So they built Space Mountain, uh, as I mentioned, to complement uh, the look and feel of the contemporary. A unique fact of the contemporary, and, and some people put it in as uh, like an urban legend, but it really, it's not. It, it, it was a design that they never fully f- used, was that the rooms were modular. And that basically uh, the plan was when the hotel was built, that they based, they built the frame, the giant A-frame, and the frame of the resort. And then the rooms were kind of just stuck in and plugged in. Uh, you know, the, the thought process was, you know, new way of doing construction, new way of building things. When they want to renovate the room, they could just, you know, unbolt it, disconnect the plumbing and the electrical and slide it out and put the new room in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they discovered rapidly was in the Florida weather, it left a giant void space that filled with mold and, and just basically, uh, you know, made it almost uninhabitable so that they abandoned the uh, the process of unbolting and bringing the rooms out. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's it, never any good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it is it's you know a large A frame building. The original uh, contemporary had two wings coming off the side, and uh, the uh, one wing, the north wing, was in 2006 taken out, and uh, in 2008 it was uh, unveiled as a vacation club property. So that was now where your Bay Lake Tower, which is uh, one of the you know again. The, uh, has your standard run of Disney uh, Vacation Club rooms from studios to one bedrooms to two bedrooms to grand villas, and and the unique part about that is you're you're overlooking the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're you're from your room you're standing there watching the fireworks on the balcony of your room. Uh, you know at the Magic Kingdom. Right. Uh, what else you got for the contemporary? Well, I'm a big fan of the fact that uh, they have 383 guest rooms in the main tower. Uh, that all look down on the central, uh, I guess, court courtyard of courtyard, the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Grand Canyon Concourse. There you go, Grand Canyon Concourse, where yeah. you can see some some nice tile work done by Mary Blair and her crew. Um, you can also look down on Chef Mickey's. You can look down on the gift shop. Um, and uh, unique to this resort, you can see the monorail actually come through the resort, right. and it has a stop inside of the resort. Um, so that is fun. Uh, this resort. As Dave, you know, uh, mentioned, um, has had a Disney Vacation Club added to it. Uh, the second Garden Wing uh, is still just a Garden Wing. There's no yep. plans right now to knock that down. Um, you know, it, it's it's known for their top of the world restaurant, also known as the uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, California, California Grill. Grill. Yeah, used to be the top of the. I world. I was going to say used to be top of the world. We're dating um, ourselves again. Yeah, well, I'm an old man, and uh, you know that's got some spectacular views. Uh, especially at fireworks time. Uh, they do have a viewing uh, location on the fifth floor, and just outside the uh, gift shop. Uh, you can actually go and watch the fireworks from, a, from a, a viewing deck, and they actually do pipe in the music 
uh, and soundtrack from the fireworks show. Yes, which is which is fun. Now, a couple of things about this hotel. Well, when we were younger, back in the day, which was probably a Wednesday, uh, best arcade on property was the Contemporary. It was down in the basement. Now it's right. the Wave Restaurant, which yep. is about to be redone. Um, and also, I was a bigger fan of the concourse before they put the gift shop in the middle. Uh, I, I think the gift shop in the middle cheapened it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, so for those, you know, as you're coming in from the Magic Kingdom side, if you will, the concourse used to be wide open in the middle, and you had the two the, the gift shops on flanking it on either side. Yeah, they have now moved the arcade to one side. Um, there's a little gift shop, more like a, a little convenience store there, like sundries. Yeah, type and of then stuff. and then on the other side is a gift shop, but they put like a gift shop in the middle. And mm-hmm. It looks to me like a pop up, like it, right. it doesn't. It, I feel like I'm in an airport. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't do well there. Then on the other side, I, I will say one of my, I guess you'd call it one of my biggest Disney hacks uh, involves the contemporary, and you know, Katie and I obviously transitioning from our solo trips together to our parenting trips. Yes. We found that when we were in the Magic Kingdom with Amelia uh, for a day, and if she would get tired take a nap, we would either monorail or walk over to the Contemporary. And there was a small bar next to Chef Mickey's called The Outer Rim. And uh, basically, you know, Florida, hot day, rather than bus back to the hotel, Amelia would be sleeping, we would just, you know, go up to The Outer Rim, get a couple drinks and, and sit and just kind of watch the contemporary world go by. Right. And a very, very calm and, and peaceful place, you know, throughout the day. But it, again, you know, it, I think because of its location, it's kind of secluded. Like mm. if you're staying in the contemporary, you're probably not going to go to the Grand Canyon Concourse to get a drink. Right. Um, but that was just, you know, uh, a big something that we used to enjoy doing, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just going there, getting a drink, and kind of relaxing and resting. Right. Uh, and yeah, I think I think it's proximity to the Magic Kingdom. It is, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that the Grand Floridian now has a walking path, but it used to be the only resort you could walk over to from the Correct. Magic Kingdom. Yep. Uh, and it's it's less than like a three minute walk. It's right. very quick. Um, and it's it's a great way to get a break from the parks and go over. And even if you're just touring the grounds, you know, take the kids, get them out of the rides for a little bit, go grab a bite to eat, um, maybe go rent a mouse boat. Once again, they've got a full marina. Correct. Uh, they actually do a little more over there with the water sports because they have some of the um, uh, fishing expeditions and the parasailing. Yeah, so at one time they had the parasailing and kind of the adventure water sports. Right, right. Um, and, and that all goes on over there in uh, Bay Lake. Um, but another, another great property, you, you have a... You look like you want to say something. I was going to say our fun fact for the contemporary. Yes. Uh, historical fact. Yes, we're um, going to go from music to politics. Yes. On November 17, 1973, President Richard Nixon delivered a speech to the Associated Press Editors Association, which uh, he made his famous I Am Not a Crook speech, where yes, he was trying yes, he to shed some uh, heat from the Watergate subject. So the contemporary was the original uh, convention center in Walt Disney World. It still has the convention center. You know, by today's standards, it's very small. The conventions that are there are a lot uh, lot smaller than, say, at, like, Coronado or the Beach Club. Right. But um, or, but uh, they still have the convention center. Back in the, the 70s, it was a large convention center. Mm-hmm. So. And it is the site of the D23 uh, event this Correct. November. Correct, yep. So they still do a lot of stuff there, still do a lot of uh, hosting of events uh, related to D23, which is kind of their... Uh, Disney fan club. Yeah, we went to a D23 event 
uh, on Mickey's 90th birthday at the, okay. in, the, in the Contemporaries uh, Convention Centers. We mm-hmm. started the day off. We were the first people in line to wish Mickey a happy birthday. Nice. And then um, we, uh, we headed over there. Nice. Uh, so the Contemporary is currently uh, also in the midst of a refurbishment. The tower yes, uh, just announced. is closed. Um, well, the rooms have been closed off for a while. Right. They just announced what the style is, uh, and that is that the rooms are going to get an Incredibles uh, makeover. Um, so that is in progress. The garden wing will close once the main tower is reopened, and uh, they will get that same makeover as well. And uh, you want to shoot over to Fort Wilderness? Uh, I was going to bring up the uh, the other okay. resort, which uh, so for a lot of people don't know, and this is one of those things that you know it's almost some people say it's kind of like like a urban legend, or but there's this mythical resort around the Magic Kingdom, and uh, today we know it as. Shades of Green, but originally it was known as the Golf Resort, and then briefly as the Disney Inn. Uh, and it was opened in 1973, December of 1973, with 151 rooms. And uh, the the niche 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 of this resort was that it was golf, and uh, all the rooms were roughly suites. They were very large rooms. They had pro shop. They uh, and it was located in between Disney's Palm and Magnolia golf courses. And they, uh, there used to be a, I, I, I really, I vaguely remember going to a restaurant. It was called the Trophy Room, which was a large uh, timbered, like, restaurant, almost like Wilderness Lodgy. Okay. Um, you know, in there that we used to go to. And it was, uh, you know, a very uh, small resort. And it was called, again, the Disney Inn. They changed it in 1986 to try to uh, give it more of a, a, you know... Appeal. Appeal. You know, make people understand it more. And then finally, in uh, 1990, uh, the United States Army decided that they were going to try to build a resort in the continental U.S. And in 1994, the Department of Defense leased the resort and the land for 100 years, um with the Walt Disney Company, and it was renamed the Shades of Green Resort. So right. now it sits in the middle of Disney World property. It's owned by the United States Department of Defense, and it is uh, a part of the military's morale, welfare, and recreation program. So it operates uh, you know, self-sufficient. Any profits that are made at the resort don't go to the Uncle Sam. They actually go back into the resort. So it is... Uh, one of the more unique Disney resorts because it's in the middle of Disney World. Uh, it's very close to the Magic Kingdom, but it is not a Disney resort. That is true. And it is a sliding scale rate when you book there. So officers pay different prices than enlisted people. It is open to uh, veterans, retirees, active duty military personnel. Um, you cannot utilize any of the Disney um, amenities, so you don't get Magical Express. You don't get uh, package delivery. You don't get uh, some of the benefits that you do get from staying on site. But this is as close to being on site as you possibly can uh, without staying in a Disney property. Correct. You do get uh, bus transportation to uh, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. You do not get direct bus transportation to the Magic Kingdom or Epcot. You have to take a bus to the Transportation and Ticket Center and from there jump over. Uh, for the purposes of extra magic hours, you do get that, and you get 60-day fast pass windows. Which is so, nice. Uh, resort guests are not eligible for the dining plan, too. Yeah. So um, so that's kind of the, uh, you know, uh, t- 
tail on that. One of the unique things, too, fun things, is that with the golf, golf courses are still there. They're still open to the public. You have uh, their PGA-level courses, the Palm and Magnolia. There's a nine-hole Oak Trail golf course. And um, one of the unique things about Oak Trail is that there's a soccer they part play of it, foot too. Golf. You have foot golf yeah. that is there, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that. Yes, I, I tried we, to do it my last trip, and uh, my kids would not let me. Okay. <laughs> So I think what we're going to do right here is we are going to wrap this up. It's been 25 minutes, uh, so we will come back with our next episode, and we will cover the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground and some of the unbuilt resorts of the Magic Kingdom area. Good show, Tone. Excellent show. So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And you've been listening. Oh, Oh God. We always did it. We're two dudes. Yeah, Yeah. what happened? All right, hold on. You did it. Try it again. So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And And we're we're two dudes dudes talking talking Disney. Disney.